Welcome to the podcast of Outpost Church in McLaren Vale. This week, we are hosting a discipleship training week, and our focus is the spiritual disciplines. And this is our second year of running the Discipleship Training Week, and we are pumped. It's our first year of offering the content from the DTW uh, on our podcast, and we hope that it's encouraging for you. We hope that it helps to equip you uh, to live a life of intimacy with Jesus Christ. Thanks, hello. So yeah, I'm sharing on like sort of stories or my own story and how it's impacted me and played out in the multiple workplaces I've been in, even though I'm 23, I've still got some cool stories of what God's done in my life. But yeah, I want to start with sharing my own testimony and there'd be over half of you which have heard it, but yeah, just lean in, remember like this is something the Lord's done in like your brother's life to change him and yeah, testimony is the prophecy. How's that verse go? The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So like testimony and the testimonies that have been shared is an opportunity for that to happen again in your life. So for me, I grew up in a Christian home, went to church like every Sunday, but I was just like, I was there because my best mate was there. That was about it. We used to just like muck around afterwards every week and it was great. And it was like the only time I'd see him really for the week. And yeah, I was like just this Sunday Christian. The rest of the week I was good at sport. Like if you look in the American movies, that jock character, that was me but not so outgoing. I was that, I was popular. I did not like treat other people well. I was selfish. And yeah, like I had this sort of like hard edge to me like no one could really abuse me because they would cop it worse back and it would just turn into that sort of like yeah hard edge bully side of me and yeah that sort of was the whole way through school till year 11 I was at this Easter camp that my friend invited me to and I was still going to church this whole time but the rest of my life looked nothing like Jesus because I didn't even know him personally I'd pray maybe every now and then if I needed to get to sleep if I needed something to happen but that was about the extent of our relationship. And I was at this Easter camp and, yeah, the guest speaker just said, um, I feel like there's people in the room who don't feel loved and if this is you, I want you to come down the front and stand up on this stage block and say, I am lovely, I am loved. And I didn't give, us, I didn't give you a perfect picture of what I was like, but hearing those words and, like, thinking to myself saying them, it was never going to happen. I was not going down there, even if I felt that way. And I didn't. I was so hard, I didn't even realise I felt that way. But the Holy Spirit didn't care. I was sitting in my seat and just got overwhelmed. Like, I grew up in a Baptist church, and at the time, like, there wasn't a whole lot of outward signs of the Spirit. And so, like, people crying and, like, those sort of things were just unusual on a Sunday. And so like, this guy went down there and he just said it and broke down in tears after he'd said it and like someone went down and comforted him. And because he went first, it just broke the ice for everyone else to go down. 
So I also encourage you in worship times, in anything, just like if it's you and the Lord, go for it. Because when you go first, you don't know how easy it makes it for other people to just step into it. Whether it's like confession of sin in a group with like guys or in a group with girls, whether it's like putting your hands up like Dave Shep was saying, like when you do it first, you make it easy for others. And that's what he did for so many other people that night. But yeah, I still didn't go down the front. And the Holy Spirit just got me in my seat and I didn't know what was going on. And I was just bawling my eyes out and I said, all right, God, if you're real, I want you to bring Louise up to me. And she was a family friend. And she was down the front, just like turns around, walks up the stairs and sits right next to me and like starts comforting me. And so that's like a pretty rock solid evidence of God being real, hearing me, asking questions and answer instantly because he loves me. But from that point on, like I knew God was real, but I just went back to living how I was anyway. But there was just this sort of desire, I guess, on Sundays to work out who he was. So fast forward a couple of years, I was going to this Bible study with my brother-in-law and something that the Lord's done in me is he's just like refined me in terms of being so opinionated and just like so set on what he thinks right. I was just asking so many questions to my brother-in-law, Marcus, just like so I could debate better with atheists about why God was real because I was convinced he was. And he just like was answering some of my questions, but he eventually told me like the answers are all in the book. Just read a chapter a day and it'll change your life. And that was not advice. If he, well, I suppose it doesn't really matter who you are, but I hated reading. I was not the person to hear that. But I gave it a crack anyway because I actually wanted to know the answers. So I'd, he's just like start in Matthew and just read through a chapter a day. So I started doing that. Every morning I'd get up, make coffee and sit in like my front room and just like read a chapter or however far I could get without getting bored. And I'd just ask the Lord like, I want to know you more. And I'd walk away from that and been like, I had zero revelation that came out of that passage. But then looking back on it, like it was forming this addiction in me because I was like, I was being sustained. And then so I'd I'd be doing that for weeks on end and I'd miss a day and you could just see like as clear as day that something was missing in my life because I hadn't received the daily bread. So that's yeah, an important takeaway if you're yeah, trying to get into reading the Bible, trying to get to know him. Start, definitely start in the New Testament. Don't go Genesis to Revelation. Start in the New Testament reading about who Jesus is and just simply ask him whether you believe he's actually there or not. Just like, I want to know you, help me know you. That's how simple it can be. But yeah, and then from that point on, my life's just been changing. Like, sin fell off. He was showing me who I was. And yeah, that sort of leads me to where I am today. And I just remember one of the best lessons I learned in that period was because I was listening to like Todd White and just getting pumped up like if that's what Christianity can look like he is probably the person I looked at and was like he looks the most like the Jesus I read in the Bible that I've seen out of anyone in my life and I was like that's got to be Christianity so I was reading and like just hearing about Jesus miracles and stuff and wanting to see the supernatural in my own life 
And I was just like, I remember looking at this older lady in my church and just like judging her and was like, she's known Jesus for like 50 years. Why is she not pursuing him being seen by others? And like, it was so good. The Lord rebuked me and was like, 1 Corinthians 13, mate. If you, have lo- if you don't have love, you have nothing. Like you can do, you can know all the secrets through prophecy. You can move mountains. But like if you don't have love, you literally have nothing. And the way he delivered it was like exactly, he knew how I would take it. And he would say it differently to you so that you would receive the same message. But love was actually the key. And that sort of like led me to realizing that <clears throat> how important character was and like our witness being more than him being seen supernaturally but him being seen in our consistency like that was sharing. So a few verses like I started working at Hungry Jack's at like the end of year 12. Glamorous job. And I just remember like those verses, do everything is unto the Lord. Seems like so hard if you're not doing it with him, like Ello's saying. If he's not included in your day, remembering what you're supposed to be doing is not enough. It's not empowering enough to cause you to do it when you don't want to do it. So doing things with him during the day is actually how you can actually walk that out. And like another verse was like, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. So, like, you apply that to you and your worker, like, your co-worker are right there. The manager's like, can you guys change the bins? Can you change the gross rubbish bin? Like, our whole lives, I love, like, Dan Moller says, we were homeschooled in the wrong home. Like, that's, we were born into sin. We were taught to be selfish our whole lives. That's what our nature was. And he's made us new creations in his image, love. God is love. That is now our identity in him. Love doesn't seek its own. So in that moment, if I have like that sort of way of thinking, like God is love, he's made me like him, I want to live like that. Like the desire itself, like I said, is not enough, but doing it with him causes you to actually do those things joyfully. Like you can actually do chores with the, like, the right motive, like Shane was saying the other day, and actually enjoy it. Like another example of that was I was at a camp and like a mate was just like, all right, who's doing the, who's doing the dishes tonight? Like, and I just, I just read that morning, seek to practice hospitality. Thank you. So seek to practice hospitality was in my head and it just like caused me to jump straight into it. So I guess like the emphasis there is to do with read scripture regularly so that it's regularly in your head and remember he's with you. So my, like from about 2016 onwards it was when I think like my life radically changed, especially outwardly and when that happens to you, everyone in your friendship group is still there. Everyone's still, like, 
Yeah, they might not be changing or maturing the same as you, but you're just changing in the circumstances you're in. And that's not actually always easy. And it's not, it can come across at times like you can, it says those who desire to live godly will suffer persecution. I never copped anything physical and I would, would hardly call it persecution, but there's hardships and like a cost which comes with trying to live like Jesus in a circumstance or a setting where other people aren't doing it like you. I think one of the most like probably hurtful times and discouraging was when like I just jumped into a mate's car with his family and here we go. And then like it was all normal. And like what I found out afterwards, like after I'd started talking about Jesus about something, like I don't know what the conversation was, but I just remember like one of them was like, all right, I win. And I was like, what do you win? And they'd all placed bets beforehand on how long it would take me to talk about Jesus. So, yeah. But like, I think there's like an importance on like when you're around someone growing to like really encourage them stoke that fire and that was like one of the reasons why I remember saying to like Matt and Beck Lomai when we were like choosing when I was sort of deciding like would I join team or not for our post <clears throat> and like one of the like best parts about it was like I could talk to anyone about Jesus at any point and they would actually be happy to talk about him and like, I think don't underrate that in your circles. Like being someone that can, like if you're like a leader or whether, wherever you are, being someone who's like willing to, like that's what I love about Shane. He's got that much knowledge. But if you share a revelation with him, he's going to jump into it with you. <clears throat> I don't know why this is even emotional. Like, he'll jump into it with you and be, like, just as sort of in awe or wonder about it as you. And he knows, like, way more than me. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Sheila. But that's sort of comes into my faith in my workplace. Is um, the scripture, Hebrews 3.13, says, Encourage one another daily while it's co- still called today so that you're not hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And so like, besides Hungry Jacks, if I fast track and I was at B3 for a while and most of the staff there are actually Christians and now I'm at Manor and there's quite a lot of us who are Christians there. But as a Christian, we have a role to encourage each other. And so I guess for me, one of the ways I do that is by asking questions. Like, I will pray to the like the Lord. What do you want? Like, what's a question I can ask to start a good conversation? Because that's one of the things when I was like growing was like I just got unsatisfied with the conversations I used to have with people because there's like no life in just surface level stuff. Like, it's important to create connection and get to know people. And I'm not talking about those conversations, but when you talk about nothing, nothing comes from it. So yeah, praying about asking the Lord, like, what, what's a question I can ask 
Like, what do you want to say to them? And that's, yeah, like, I've got a story of, like, this girl I used to work with at B3. I didn't even know it because she didn't tell me, but I heard from someone else afterwards, like, being around me in that scenario of just asking questions, like, talking about Jesus regularly, caused them from being, like, I don't know, can't really judge them, whatever they were, they were a Christian, but it just, like, sort of fast-tracked her, and she's like, I'm getting baptised. And, like, yeah, just encouraging the people around us. Like, I would have multiple testimonies of the people I worked with there about how, like, they just love talking about Jesus with me or it changed, like, the way they used to think about him. Because he's actually exciting. Like, conversations about him are exciting. I had, like, same sort of scenario when I started working in McLarenville before Manor and there was a girl there who was, like, she shared with me later on, like, after I'd left that place, that, like, she was so thankful about the constant, like, question. It seems like, because to her and to everyone else around you, it actually seems like it comes out of the blue. But I'll be doing something and just, like, Lord, what do you want to ask? And then it'll just, like, be this sort of question, which causes, like, a conversation or a thought process. Like, it was funny in that scenario, because I'd ask this, like, question that may be deep and maybe like pushing comfortable boundaries or whatever and then it would lead to her giving some sort of short response but then she's thought about it for the next two hours and it's actually encouraged her relationship with the Lord and that's what we all can do because we all have Holy Spirit he knows how to encourage us and to draw us closer to him So if I go back to when I was at Hungry Jack's, I shared this on Sunday. But, yeah, opening conversations and being, for me in that place, I was just like confident in what I was doing. They'd ask me what I did on the weekend. Like there's times, even if you like have been walking with the Lord, you're confident all the time. There's like times where it doesn't feel comfortable to say, oh, I went to church on the weekend, all those sort of things. But like, being like confident in those things is helpful to get people thinking and ask questions back of you. But so I had this friend there who I did that to and then he like there was one time I was on break, he's like, Oh, how was your break? I was like, Yeah, it was good. I was just reading the good book and he's like, Oh, what do you mean the good book? And so I just say something confidently and he comes back with a question and it leads to more. And then that turned into him knowing that I read every day and he would ask me every morning when I walk in, what's the good Lord taught you this morning? And that was amazing because that's like the, op- the best open door there is. Like if you, like Elo said, come with something to share, like something the Lord's put on your heart or, yeah, another, another testimony of that was like, because one of the things we do here at Outpost is we share testimonies like pretty much every week. And so you've got a story to tell some. You've got multiple stories you can tell someone if you can crack a door open to like get into that conversation. And so I'd say to someone, do you want to hear like something crazy? And they'll be like, all right. And then like they can define crazy or you can define it however you want, but you just get to share a story and they've consented to it like, 
and then you don't know where it goes from there. <laughs> yeah. But that's how, yeah, so with my friend at Hungry Jack's reading the Bible and he was asking me about it, like one of the times where it opened up for me to pray for him in the burger room at Hungry Jack's was he asked me what I'd read and I'd just read Acts chapter 3 where Peter, he was a lame beggar and told him about it. He, yeah, conversations about Jesus is with him were just awesome. I remember him saying, if you had a paraphrase, like if you had a recording of you doing like the audio Bible, I'd buy it. Because I used to just like paraphrase the stories to him in my own words and he was just like, so that he could understand it. And so like for this one, in Acts chapter 3, like where Peter, he was that guy. I just told him the story. I was like, so there's this lame dude sitting out the front of the temple and he just was asking Peter for some money. And Peter just like looks at him in the eyes and says like, silver or gold I do not have but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth get up and walk and just grabs him picks him up and he's like healed and so that dude he he was saying he's an agnostic atheist so he's always open clearly but unsure and so he's got no real framework for that but then he asked me he's like oh I had a tennis carnival on the weekend do you reckon the big man upstairs had helped me out with my feet? Like, they're pretty sore. And so I was like, to be honest, I was, I was in this spot where I wanted to see healing. I wanted to see God do stuff supernaturally because I read he did and wanted to. But I was, like, not confident about it. But then I was like, just said yes anyway. And he said, all right, like, do what you've got to do. So I just prayed for him real simply. Long story short, walks out, comes back, and his feet are healed, and he was the first to admit it. Like, I didn't have to prod him for it. He's like, not going to lie, my feet are actually better. And then, like, 20 awkward minutes working together, and he says, like, do you reckon he'd heal my back as well? And same thing. Same thing, short prayer, and he tested it out, and his back's, like, healed in Hungry Jack's. And that can happen in our workplaces, wherever they are. Like, Ella's sharing about her discernment and stuff. And, yeah, like, God can move in our workplaces if we let him. Even in Hungry Jacks, through a rubber glove. (laughs) (laughs) Just to talk about the questions part a little bit more. I encourage us to first get to know people and like genuinely love them. But when asking questions, try not to put your own filter on it. I've found the best conversations and the most like, however you want to label it, breakthrough in like understanding for people comes when you ask a question that seems a little bit too far. Like it's not going into something that's like, ridiculously personal or anything like that but just like going that little bit further than feels comfortable and because they can answer it if they want to if they don't want to they don't have to but an example of this was when I was at B3 this lady came in and it was great working there because afternoon sometimes it was quiet and it was literally one person working anyone who sits in the store and then just customers and you get to have conversations like that and this lady came in and I was like 
like Ella was saying, asking how your day's going and actually meaning it. I just asked, like, oh, how's your day been? And she's like, oh, not that great, but that's all right. Sort of just the brush-off thing. So I think you can go through that process of, like, or should I ask her why or should I just leave it and hope she's better? But I just asked her, like, oh, like, that's, like, I'm sorry to hear that. Like, how come? And she just, like, shared with me she's got chronic fatigue she like loves gardening but like hasn't been able to get into it because she just gets like so tired and I love like God is so nice in the way that he makes stepping out in faith actually easy for us at times and I was like this might sound weird but like I'm a Christian like would you mind if I prayed for you and she yeah she just said to me like oh really I'm a Christian too like that would be so nice so, like, she's not expecting anything out of this prayer anyway. But, like, we just, like, prayed together. I prayed for, like, her to be healed, for, like, God's peace to just, like, flood her body, for her to be restored. Made her coffee. She, like, walks out. She's been blessed. I've been blessed. But not only that, Elo knows this experience. There's, this, there's normally people at B3 that just, like, love to drink coffee and study there. And so another Christian guy was there sitting there studying and he comes up to me afterwards he's like dude that was so cool like and he's blessed because of just like going that little bit further in a question like there's just chain reactions in the way it can bless people around us so they're not always good stories <laughs> at hungry jacks i used to always i used to also work with a guy who was an atheist and he made it clear he's an atheist. So I wouldn't be constantly talking to him about Jesus necessarily because he'd shut it down every time. But because he knew I was a Christian, he was on the offense and like always like not, he wasn't coming like with theories of why it's fake. He just was trying to insult me and make me annoyed. So he would just be like making jokes about Jesus and like just pretty much rubbing him in the dirt. And trying to just like see if it would annoy me. And it was like those moments, I don't know what it's like to be like Paul where you're getting persecuted, you're in jail and you're enjoying like, you're enjoying his closeness when you're in a moment like that. But even in these kind of moments where someone's just trying to be antagonistic to like stumble you in your faith, God's actually with us. And like, I just remember looking back on that and be like, that was unreal how he empowered me to just stay like unaffected un because like yeah same as first Corinthians 13 like love isn't irritable well that's our identity but that's far from our reality at times but yeah in that moment he was with me and I was experiencing that So I guess another, probably just the like closing point is with encouraging each other. There's a fair chance if I've chatted to you for more than five minutes, I've asked you, how did you meet Jesus? I'll, Simon, I'll catch up with you later, mate, to find out. <laughs> and easy. But it's, it's an underrated question to just hear, an underrated experience to hear other people's testimonies. 
I need to ask Shane again because I can't remember his testimony. Like, it's not about just remembering testimonies, but it's the encouragement and, like, reminder of who God is in each other's lives. So, yeah, I encourage us to do that for each other so that we're not hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And I think similar to Alex, like what Alex was saying about prayer, every day when I was at Hungry Jack's, I would walk, I would be driving in and right before I would get in or I'd go into like the change room or whatever to get ready, I would just quickly like pray like, Lord, give me an opportunity to share you today. And he gives you what you ask, especially when it's about sharing him. And so, yeah, if nothing else, like, Pray for, yeah, pray for those opportunities. And if you, don't, if you don't feel confident enough to take them, pray like, Lord, help me. Like, I want those opportunities. Help me to, like, embrace them. So, yeah, that's about, that's about what I've got for today. So I'd love to just, like, pray for us and then I suppose invite Christy up. Father, we just thank you that you love us and the people around us so much. Thank you that you're the God of the big picture, that overstepping a line in a conversation is restorable for you, that taking a risk that we thought you led us into, if it goes wrong, you are able to restore it. We thank you, Lord, that when we do step out, you are with us and you're inviting us into those opportunities. So we pray that in each and every one of our workplaces, Lord, you would give us the heart for them, for the people around us to not just want them to know Jesus, but to actually love them as a person. We just ask for you to give us that wisdom. What what can I talk about with them which will help them to know you? What can I be doing to really demonstrate your love in this scenario? Mm. Amen.